everyone, I'm Isaac Wood. And I'm Amanda Wood. And we are married. <laughs> and this is Rings to Tags. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Welcome, Amanda. I'm here too. I'm Isaac. I'm Amanda. And this is episode six. Six. Of Rings to Tags. Yes. Glad you could join us today. Breaking news, you're not the only one joining us today. Finally, we have our guests. We've got guests. And we figured out how to do that. Hosting. We did. We figured out how to bring Isaac's parents, Randall and Felicia Wood, in. Um, we Earlier in the week, we did a little recorded interview with them. Um, you'll have to excuse some of the sound. It is done differently to bring someone in from North Carolina to Minnesota. Um, so it, the sound isn't perfect on that. But bear with us. Maybe we can iron that out in the future. It's a really fantastic um, it's a really fantastic interview with his parents. A little conversation on life and marriage and... Yeah, so we uh, we asked them to just give advice on uh, what they would give advice. They've been married for um, over five hundred months. Over five hundred, which that'll come out um, in the interview yes. there. Um, but yeah, so you hear some good stories about kind of uh, their time being married together. You'll hear some stories about me, I think. Um, uh, at least pre you. Pre me. Early you, I guess. Yeah, how I came to be. Not like that. But, um, no. yeah, so no. we will uh, kind of just jump right into this um, and let you guys enjoy our conversation with my mom and dad, mother and father, Randall and Felicia Wood. They're awesome. You'll love it. Enjoy. All right. Exciting times here on episode six of rings to tags let's do it i almost forgot what the name of our podcast was there <laughs> um, you're all we, of your element we are welcoming this week the first of many esteemed guests i think esteemed honorable it's esteemed a word that it yes applies. if you esteem a person these, they are the esteemed these two are esteemed they are quite esteemed um we are welcoming to the stage Randall and Felicia Wood, known to some of us as mom and dad, in the other order, Felicia being the mom. Randall. Yes. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. Get that right. <laughs> um, so, mom, dad, welcome to our podcast. Great yeah. to be here. And I know why you've invited us. Oh, yeah? Because we're closer to the tags and you're closer to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We got, we did some market, we did some market research and <laughs> out there said, not enough tags, not enough tags exposure. <laughs> Well, yeah. hopefully we're closer well, I, than they are. Well, yeah, I hope that's true. Yeah, yeah that's that is also true. I guess we don't know, do we? Right. <laughs> Good truth bomb there yes. for mom. That's <laughs> I feel like our tag's already filled out. It's just a question of when it's going to be placed. <laughs> yeah. What's toast? to win on it, yeah. <laughs> um. Good call out. So that means that maybe you've listened to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We try to. So we'll try to keep that up here today. Um, yeah, absolutely. So why don't you, for all the masses that are listening out there, uh, why don't you kind of catch us up on kind of what's going on in your world, where you guys are at, where in the world do you live? Who you are for some. Yeah. Well, we are uh, Randall and Felicia Wood. We live in Columbus, North Carolina for the Hold last on. eight years. It's Columbus, North Carolina. That's yeah. right. In instead of OH. Um, and we've been here eight years, and for the last six months, I've had the privilege of being the senior pastor of Midway Baptist Church, which is the church we've been a part of the whole time we've been here, but by the grace of God, I became the pastor uh, six months ago, and so we're hanging out here doing that, and we have been married 502 months <laughs> and nine days, if you're scoring with us. He keeps track of that. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what day I'm on. 
And so right. he counts them. I think it's fun to count the months. And uh, we were this year moving closer and closer to 500 months. And we celebrated that in June. And uh, so now we are moving closer and closer to 600 months, which will be a really big deal. That's 50 years for those who do I mean, that is that is a huge deal. Basically tags. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much right so, there. That, yeah. Yeah. And how we celebrated our 500, oh, month, 500 months. We celebrated 500 months by going to Cooperstown to the Baseball Hall of Fame, where they recognize all the people who've hit 500 home runs. And Brilliant. it certainly hit a home run when I married yeah. this girl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, sweet. But uh, that's another thing about it is we love baseball. Too sweet. Too sweet. That's too sweet. Right. So 500 months, is there anything to why you count months as opposed to years like most normal people? I get to celebrate more often that way. Oh, you guys get every month. You get ice cream every month anniversary. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. So that's that's why. When we, first, to... when we first got married, Isaac sent me flowers at work on our one month anniversary. Mm -hmm. I never heard another thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, great idea. Then I started doing the math. I was like, no, uh, <laughs> don't make enough money for that. <laughs> well, you don't have to do anything that costs anything. Just remembering that it's number so-and-so right. is helpful. Sometimes I have to get my calculator out before I see her so that I can <laughs> yeah, it game. Yeah, that's A lot not of just months. quick, easy head math. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Um, so that's fun. 500 months of marriage. You're living in Columbus, North Carolina. You did used to live in a different Columbus, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, we were all together there for a season in Columbus, Ohio. We lived there for 25 years. Uh, and I, I still remember, I think I remember the first time I met Amanda, she was five. So I was yeah, you weren't old. married. You weren't married oh. yet. <laughs> uh, so it's been not, fun not to watch quite. that. The seeds were being planted. Though. They were way right. back then. Yes. They absolutely were. And do you remember the first time you met me then too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did. I do remember that. It's uh, coming up on Speaking 40 years. That's what yeah. it is, rapidly. Yeah. Roughly 40 years ago. Yeah, really close to that. Yeah. About two weeks. I remember that because we were playing tennis the day before you were born, and she beat me. Yeah. Despite being nine months <laughs> pregnant. I was she was passed. nine months pregnant and beat you. It was two weeks. Yeah, was, two weeks overdue. I was overdue. So we were doing whatever we could to jostle. Shake him out of there. <laughs> well, actually, at the time, if I just kind of just, he would he would hit it out. I really didn't have I had to. a great home run swing for <laughs> tennis. So it's not uh, like I had to move over the court with lightning speed. <laughs> I just had to wait and let him give the points to me. Right. Somehow it doesn't surprise me, Isaac, that you were in absolutely no rush to get out of bed. <laughs> yeah, uh, his, his due date was the 24th. I, I missed the check. Yeah, of August. Yeah. He wasn't born until two weeks later in September. Yeah. So, which they wouldn't allow today. But there's also, so you talk about playing, playing tennis nine months pregnant. There's also a story about you playing <laughs> ball fairly deep into the same yeah. pregnancy. Yeah, probably six weeks before, or not even, uh, maybe just a month before. Yeah. We were playing but, softball. Yeah, so this is a good story. I feel like we have to it tell It is a good story. <laughs> on two different teams. And, yeah, I never uh, quite figured out. But well, you're eight months pregnant. Uh, well, not just, not just playing softball. Like, you were hustling. <laughs> he was mad because the outfielders pulled in Oh, the pregnant lady's up. And so they pulled in. So she jacked a triple over their yeah. head. <laughs> if you think about where a pre nine-month pregnant lady has to hit a ball to get a triple. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and But I should have stopped at third. That's true. But I came on home. Now, we were playing in the co-ed league. And the reason that we were on different teams was just that night 
the other team needed. They were short of players. Right. They needed so, a pregnant baby? <laughs> no, they took me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think they needed a male, actually. Yeah, you yeah. had to have, yeah, yeah boy, so, girl, boy, girl. Yeah, so he was playing for the other team. I was the catcher was on catching. the other team, and she's coming home, leading with you. <laughs> and the ball, the ball comes just in time for me to tag her on the belly. I, I've always said that's why you had a little scar, a little birthmark. Yep. Yes. Was but, that was the tag because she you slid. She slid. Uh, no, no, the no. tag knocked her he down. Knocked you, you knocked me knocked over. Me <laughs> yes. And so right. everybody they was were so about mad. to lynch me. Oh, it was almost, no. almost didn't get to do the first yeah. month of the 502 months. Uh, because they were going to lynch me. I suppose this is where we um, confess that the real reason we had you on the podcast was not actually to hear your wisdom, but to give you some counseling from, <laughs> well, okay. from that well, long ago incident. In baseball parlance, all I can say is she was out. Right. Oh, and I had this huge... Actually, it was a double play because you were out too. I had this huge, <laughs> uh, strawberry... Was that from that? I think it was. Oh, it, it, you know, yeah, it oozed for quite uh, a while. <laughs> I don't remember that. So you show up at the hospital looking rough <laughs> sort of way. Well, it was two weeks later. I think it was it was a few weeks later. Yeah, because was, you didn't come till September. Right. That's right. I was. Yeah. Right. You were probably unconscious and couldn't move. Until... <laughs> That's what it was. Still knocked out. <laughs> it's, like, it's a dangerous world out here. It is. It I'll is. Stay here. Thanks. Story. So yeah, they were looking for a tree to hang me from because I just tagged out my pregnant wife at home <laughs> on the belly, on and, the belly, and knocked me down. It wasn't and the tagging me, me out; it was a no. What down. happened? I wasn't really knocking you down. Your cleats, because yeah. of course she was wearing her cleats. Yeah, they she, slid on the. She hit home plate with her cleats and slid. Yeah, that's um, so it, it looked like <laughs> bam! I had knocked her down, but really, I, I really touched <laughs> your head, and her feet went out from under. Yeah. So that's yeah. how I it was much more innocent than it appeared. It's yes. always the case. Of course, you could have, well, you could have missed the ball. I could have. <laughs> I could have been like uh, the guy in uh, um, All Creatures Great and Small. Oh, yes. He the let, cricket He game. let the yeah. cricket game. He let the other guy win the cricket. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I could have done it. <laughs> All, right. All right. We have a. Get back on track. Yeah. That's the, that we've, we've met our limit, uh, right? Yeah. So. Um, so we could tell stories all day long. Uh, you guys probably have many stories about me, which may come out at different times. Um, but what we do host, you have listened to the podcast. Yes. Um, this is a, uh, you want to give sort of like the mission statement behind? Just that we are looking to discuss, help ourselves and help everyone out there um, learn what it looks like to have a marriage, a family and a home that is God's way which is the only way, um, the only way to success and the only way to peace and the only way to joy um, is to do things the way that God designed them to go, which is very much against conventional wisdom, cultural advice. Um, and just, we kind of want to call a lot of those things out and give better advice than you can gather out there in the world. And so what we've learned is that, you know, we don't necessarily have all of that at our fingertips. Nope. Um, but we've been blessed to come across a lot of uh, different examples. Um, and I know for in my world, you guys were one of the first <laughs> that I came across. For obvious reasons. <laughs> um, so we thought it would uh, be great to have you guys on and kind of share some of your wisdom and kind of what God has taught you through your 500 plus months together. I'm sure there's been a lesson learned a time or two. Um, and so, Dad, why don't we start with you? Right. Okay. Yeah, we'll start with you. Yeah. And so we'll go with the, the big question that we asked both of you beforehand, which is um, if you had one piece of marriage advice to dispense, what would it be? Well, um, other than counting the months, which we've already covered, um, I would say it is uh, have fun. Find something that you like to do together that's fun and and do it. Uh, for us, it's miniature golf. We've been playing miniature golf for probably almost 50 years. 
uh, we used to, when we started dating, we were, uh, uh, one of our early dates was miniature golf. I'm sure she won cause she pretty much won the first 40 years of miniature golf. <laughs> I could have a, I could have a seven stroke lead with one hole to play and still find a way to lose. Oh, I, it was probably on our honeymoon at uh, Gatlinburg. Yeah. At Hillbilly Golf. At Hillbilly Golf. For those of you who that's probably where it all started for us. But we've we've played hundreds of rounds of miniature golf, and and I have most of the scorecards from all of those games. So uh, we just we've enjoyed finding different places to play, and you know, black light courses in the dark in the middle of uh, somewhere between Louisville and Kentucky. home, yeah. and. Uh, yeah and just different places you can find a miniature golf course about anywhere and you really just, can yeah we just played it uh on our vacation at the beach and at uh myrtle beach and so well, myrtle beach has a ton of them oh uh, yeah yeah and so, miniature golf so what do you so what do you see the value of you know finding something to do together like what have you what have you guys found that well the key word the key word there is together the fact that we're together to do it uh and and then it just creates memories because you have this long string of oh you remember that time mm -hmm. you thought you were winning and all of a sudden you didn't or <laughs> you, you remember that so in the course of playing you're remembering the memories of of previous times or where was that course where we played that was indiana jones and and <laughs> yeah and, and and so you just you you kind of relive the moments as you're as you're going back through it. It just keeps the the chain of of history alive, and mm -hmm. you're just adding to it as you go. Yeah, that's awesome. Is that the only thing you guys enjoy to do together? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. we like baseball. Yes, we do. We like yeah. baseball. Baseball is a shared interest, mm -hmm. and so. Uh, we uh, we dive into that together and watching games or going to games. We've been to different major league parks, and yeah, yeah. so that was part of going to the baseball hall of fame. Was and the other thing we like to do is drive the back roads. We so we always like to find a different way to get there. Yeah, and that's fun. And you, one with less traffic. Right. There's lots of back roads between North Carolina and Minnesota. So very many. Right. Yeah, and you can go, found some of them too. You can go oh, through yeah. Minnesota. In you can Iowa. go through Iowa. You yeah. can go to There's a lot of different ways to get there. Yeah, and their traveling style is in stark contrast to their ours. Their traveling style is the exact opposite of how yeah. we. Do. We are like yeah. everybody in the car. These doors don't open until we arrive. <laughs> don't drink too much. <laughs> we, uh, we lived that those days before. When you've got when you've got two two crazy boys two guinea pigs who are fighting and a great dane in the car you just yeah. get there as fast you get done with that part yeah. <laughs> it'll get enjoyable later yeah. Yeah. just to kind of an overall uh, impatient lack of patience yeah total impatience <laughs> yeah. um yeah i think that's a great uh it's a great point that you know as you know the bible talks about two becoming one right when it refers mm -hmm. to you becoming married and so when you if you're two individuals becoming one together um mm -hmm. there better be some common ground there, there better mm -hmm. be some things you do together and right? i think our our culture tends to focus so much on the advice they give to new married people being um oh you don't want to lose yourself right you know you got to do your things and like yeah you can you can obviously get into a dependency in an unhealthy way i suppose mm -hmm. but that the answer to that isn't keep your individuality the answer to that is be one in a unified and healthy mm -hmm. um way that i mean i do i think i think it will appreciate the fact that you're two individual people but well, use those highlight those parts that bring you together as one flesh yeah because if you're married, that's the whole point of being married. Right. Is, is that there you become a we. Yes. And the we does not keep acting like you're single. Exactly. Like twos. Yeah, right. it's not twos. That's not going to work out. That's right. gonna that's, that's right. gonna that's just two, that's roommates. That's not yes. but yeah. I, I think I think even Christian marriages uh begin that way because we still have a um What's the word I want? 
this wonderful view of marriage and not, we don't always hear the message that, you know, being married is hard sometimes. And, and you have to work. Yeah. And especially the early years, you, it's, you have to learn to be less selfish because ma- get a marriage, a wedding is a wedding is two selfish people getting, getting yes together. Right. And so, and so over the years, you have to let go of what you want and look more to the us Right. And, and to the other person and hold them in a higher uh, spot than you hold yourself. And I think that's what the Christian marriage is all about. And certainly having God in the center of that uh, helps along the way, but it gets. Still it, requires a choice every day. Yeah, every marriage has seasons and you might think you've got it all figured out in this season and then bam, another season hits. And then something you have to figure it out. Like, like we had three kids. Well, number one, no kids. And then you flip into kids, kids you know, and then kids. Uh, yes. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then sending them out. I mean, empty right. nesting, that's another season that you got to learn stuff that you didn't yeah. need before. And now more time for miniature golf. And now we're getting older. <laughs> we're getting older and we're in fairly good health, but at some point, yeah our health is going to start failing. So then we will shift into that. And we've never been 80 before. So we don't know what that's like to be 80. So we got to learn the lessons along the way. If you push me in my wheelchair, I promise to push you in your wheelchair. (laughs) 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 Just stay on flat ground. Yeah, just. Um, But see, that's the thing is that I just, and I always try to tell people this, is that if you persevere through those hard seasons, which you will have, don't think that you won't, you will have, then you get to a sweet spot where you've got a a common history together. And that person who's sitting across from you knows you, you know, and they, and we've shared things together that nobody else has shared. You know, he's always there when this happens or that happens or you know, things like that. And so if you don't persevere, you're going to lose that. You won't, you will never get to the golden spot of, Hey, this person has been with me for 50 years and nobody else can say that. You It'll know? be 98 months from now, by the way. Right. Right. So, <laughs> but then you can't replace that. Like no one will ever learn those parts of you in those times of you. One well, so, I was listening to this other podcast, walking through the book of James, uh, the other day. Yeah. And, um, you know, talking about, you know, in James chapter one talks about the value that mm-hmm. trials and tribulations have. And James is addressing us as individuals, but it, it applies definitely to marriages, the, the value that trials and tribulations bring because of what it produces in you, that perseverance mm-hmm. that it, that it produces in you. And, and at the end of that, that, it, that leads to like holiness, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, for, from a marriage perspective that it's kind of like the only way that you can really develop that is through, um, through challenges, through struggles right? that require perseverance. And the good news is by putting together two selfish sinners, <laughs> that is an automatic recipe the, for challenges. The ground is right to but grow yeah. difficulties at that point, but nobody ever learns anything in the really easy times, nobody like that's when you're just, everything's good and you're coasting right along. There's really no lessons to be learned. We don't, we don't evaluate ourselves for one when everything seems to be going well. I mean, some of us don't evaluate ourselves when things (laughs) go poorly, which is part of the problem, but we certainly don't when things are going well, we don't think, Oh, what needs to be changed? Because yeah, everything's cool. Yeah. 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 This, this is actually a question I don't know the answer to. Do you guys have any um, like individual hobbies or things that you like to do that the other one's not enthralled about or that's not not involved in? Well, she's she excels at doing crossword puzzles. <laughs> I might be in the room when it's happening. Yeah. I might know the answer to one obscure baseball question. Yeah. <laughs> that, but otherwise, I mean, I couldn't do the crossword puzzle but I can be there when she's doing the crossword puzzle and, you know, celebrate the win when she finishes it. But my contributions to it are few and far between. And mom, you do your crossword puzzles in pencil or pen? 
<laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. No cheating. I was raised that, that that's the only way you do it. If you're going to cheat, you're not really serious. What's you even doing? Yeah. Yeah. Don't write it down yet if you can't write it down in pen. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of, I don't know if any. I couldn't think of any when I was thinking of you guys, but just kind of the reason I asked is that I think, um, well, I'll rephrase a different question then. Are there things that you guys do together now that like um, you, the, the other person has chosen to enjoy? You because... grew to do <laughs> I think, yeah, okay. Uh, I I think that would be um, hosting people in our home. Oh my gosh. He's <laughs> Mr. Party waiting to happen. The Come more, on over. The more, <laughs> the better, you know? And I'm an introvert, and at yeah. the end of the day, I'm still an introvert. But, um, but, and especially in his job, he used to be the U.S. Director of Evangelism Explosion. We would have those people in, uh, well, at least quarterly from all over the world. Yeah, from all over it the could, world. Could so, uh, but you know, 20 years ago, I would not have tolerated that. I would not have done well with that. She would have changed the locks. I wouldn't have got in. <laughs> I understand. So I, I am more open now and I, and 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 actually enjoy it uh, to to be able to minister to people that way. I would if you'd asked me 20 years ago, I'd be like, nobody's coming in my house. Because everything had to be perfect. And as God, you know, is changing me through the yeah. years, because I was a perfectionist, which is a difficult person to be and to tolerate anyway yeah. um but god Mark, eventually quickly well it's just that i'm that way right. too oh, okay. so <laughs> i understand but i but because because god is actively changing me i'm a different person now than i was 20 years ago 10 or 10, even 10 years ago and um so i kind of yeah i'm on board with that now i can only do that for so many times right. and then i've so got, got to give grace oh. to not over ask yes right. because over max you yes being an introvert i i'm even people i enjoy and even um you know people that i lo love if i have that too much yeah. i just need some i need give me some space here which is yes. quiet and and no talking to me type of thing i just have to recover because introverts, the a crowd sucks the life out of yeah. sucks yeah. the energy out of you versus an extrovert, which he is, and he's like charged up when he has people. Did I mention the football team's coming for dinner? I? <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. So see that's that's a thing we've had to learn through marriage, especially he's had to learn, is that you know, I can ask and she'll be pretty game for most things, but there I I need to pay attention to how much I'm asking. Yeah, absolutely. And not, and not ask too much. So but well, and that comes under the heading of she's a processor. And this is what I've had to learn. Yes. Is yes. I I can't ask her something, and, and if if I expect the answer right now, I'm probably not going to like the answer. Yeah, <laughs> I usually do give an answer yeah, immediately. Answer, right? Yeah, sure. and it's usually no. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. if I say, "What do you think about maybe next weekend this might happen?" Um, but I don't need an answer today. He stands a better chance. I've got a much that. better chance. <laughs> But that process. But I had to learn that. But that's uh, good. Hard way. He had to learn it the hard way. <laughs> but he did. He didn't multiple times, probably. But yeah. he did learn it. He didn't just right. say, "What's right. wrong with her? Why isn't she more like me?" Let's be fair to me. Yes, let's be fair. Is that I am more open. She is at at the last second thing. I don't spontaneity yeah. I don't, has become her friend. I don't always have to process things. It's how it's my strength. But yep. sometimes I'm going to say, okay, we can do that. Let's just do it. Yeah. Well, and I think what we've stumbled on there is an approach to marriage of um, one, like you're aware of, of who you are, strengths and weaknesses, um, but also like you, you enter into this interaction with each other where you, you are trying to put the other one first. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's given. And I think, you know, that is, you, is your, your sort of 
tidbit of knowledge was find something that you can do together. Well, really the secret is that you, there's so much that you can be doing together. It doesn't have to be something that everyone loves. You can choose. It's, it's find something you can do together and also find out how you can do everything together. Hmm. Like how, no, and like some of that's knowing who you are, obviously. And I think an important thing that you didn't say in this many words, but you, you said in your story is, just because you are an introvert doesn't mean that you have full carte blanche to say, right. well, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And I don't have to, because I'm an introvert and, right. and dig into my excuse. It's not my yeah, excuse. dig into these titles that we give ourselves, which, you know, all of us have those tendencies and they're not, they're not good. They're not bad. They're just, they are, they're just neutral. Right. And yet we are going to be called by God over and over to deny those natural yeah. things of ourselves and do something different for him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a good. Yeah. I just, I think that you look at a lot of marriages around this country. And as we mentioned earlier, it's, it's two individuals that are still trying to hold on to their individuality Yeah, and they, they do things completely different. And like, I, it's not it's not inherently wrong for you to have a hobby that the other one no no you know what fishing hunting golfing uh you know uh i don't what what do what do women do i don't know i don't know running right like those things that you do that like you don't have to do everything together but you know i would argue that it gets it gets um, it gets damaging very quickly if you're doing it too often. And if where is your focus? Up- like, what yeah. is your, what's the reason that you feel that you need to go do that thing? Is it just because you like that thing and you've always liked that thing? Or is there some element of, I got to get away from these people? Like, I got to get away from, I got, I have to get away from my husband. I have to get away from my wife. I have to get away from these kids. Are you escaping into something Right. Because I think that's where you find that you're, yeah. you've got trouble if that's the reason you're going off to do the thing that you need to do. If you require escapism outside of your home, which is a place that the Lord meant for, for your restoration, then you have a problem where you're sitting. Yeah. Then- now, I, do, I, I do think with marriage, I think a healthy marriage, yes, you have things that you do together. You share a common interest. But I also think, and it's, it's been especially in our life, I think, maybe not everybody, but uh, I think it's a good thing in that you do have, um, you do have permission to have, to, to do things by yourself. For example, mm-hmm. he, he has men's groups and he does those. It'd be really weird if she came along. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> he's, done them, he's done them a lot of years and they're, uh, um, what's the word I want? I don't know. Um, you don't, share, you don't share what's shared in it. confidential right I know yeah. It's yeah um and see if you let la- if you stick it with stick out with people then they can finish what you are trying to find in your head <laughs> anyway. and i you know for many many years when we lived in ohio i had a best friend and he and i went to her house like every week for years and years and years and that's how i got replenished recharged and uh, I think it's important to let your spouse do those things that recharges them. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, as long as it's not, right. not damaging to the marriage relationship, I wouldn't want him to go out to the bars, um, you know, hang out with his buddies, getting drunk every no, month. Type yeah, of thing. Just, they're not getting recharged. Well, and that, yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. um, whew, got heavy. <laughs> No, but I think that's what you're kind of worth saying. It's just that these, these things are not wrong. They're good. They're fine. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, why, what's your motivation? Right. You well, know, it, it can and- be, they can be, the motivation can be good. It can be neutral. It can be damaging where analyze where you lie. What's your purpose for, for this escapism, this thing that you're doing on your own. Yeah. Well, and, and when I know that this is what replenishes her, it becomes my job to make sure she's getting there often. So when's the last time you went to see your friend? Uh, what do I need to change in my schedule so that you can get to go see her this week? How do we, how do we do that? Yeah. And, and I, as Christians, we need other Christians of the same sex as friends to keep us on track. Yeah. Because if I have Christian women 
and I'm complaining about my husband one day, I'm just, this is hypothetical, right? Um, then they can say to me, they can, they can um, say to me, you know, he's really a great guy. And do you think maybe you just misunderstood what he, yeah. so we, we need to, as Christian women, go to bat for the marriages of our, of our friends. Absolutely. And women, we are notorious for being led by our emotions and thinking things that really aren't true. And yes. so we need those friends who can sit down and say, you know, I think you're not quite looking at that right. Or, or, you know, to help us, uh, you know, muddle through and get to the truth somehow. And, yeah. and likewise with the men, men, they're designed differently. They interact differently and they, they need, <laughs> they need to not have to listen to all the, the, the talking that women tend to do because we're relational and yeah. their ears get tired and they just need to be with guys. And, you know, and so they're all, the guys are all figuring, how do we live with this woman? <laughs> you know, they don't, none of us understand, none of them understand women well, we and have vice this, versa. We, we have this understand. scriptural mandate that says, live with your wife in an understanding way. Yeah. And right. so one of my men's groups for at least 12 years was me and two other guys. And we would get together every week. And the topic was, how'd you screw up this week? <laughs> yeah. well, for me, it was this, and it was either a parental screw up or a marital <laughs> screw up. And it was like, well, how can we make sure we don't do that again? Uh, because how can we be better husbands and better fathers? Mm -hmm. uh, because we need other guys to help us figure that out, left our own devices you do. I mean, yeah. on the guy's side, like we, you need, we need Christian guys in our life to, uh, to challenge us. Cause I think yeah. Yeah. our, our temptation is to be lazy and not involved in, in our marriages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. So we need that biblical kick in the nuts to, uh, <laughs> I'm sure the boys didn't hear that or else. We would... <laughs> well, they understand, they understand the concept. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. big fans, actually. Uh, but yes. we, need that. we need that kick in gear because I think so often, like, you know, Dad, you were talking about the, the biblical mandate to uh, what we're responsible for. And just there's so many guys that don't step up to the plate and they, and they let uh, they let their wives, the moms kind of run the show uh, mm -hmm. and they don't they don't play their role correctly. And so it's, but, but you need Christian guys who are struggling with the same thing. You need yeah. to be able to be with people that are struggling with the same thing to help each other work through. Mm -hmm. um, and ideally, and so this applies to both women and men, you've got sort of multiple levels of experience there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, to where there's a, um, you know, like a, the, the example is Paul and Timothy, right? Like that there's, right. Um, there's someone ahead of you in life that you can be learning from mm -hmm. that you've got someone that's in the same stage of life with you that you're kind of living life with and then hopefully you got someone that's maybe a couple years behind you a couple stages behind you in life that is learning from you and so mm -hmm. there's a sort of 360 degrees of learning and teaching yeah. and developing that that works in your life. And I think we've talked about this before from the like, women's perspective, like back to Felicia, what you were saying about, you know, how women need to stand up for each other, their friends' marriages. And like, that's the, that's really, it feels in the moment, like the most loving thing to do is just let someone vent. But what, but what that venting is generally actually creating is a spirit of resentment. Um, and I think that in these groups that we need to help ourselves get in the way of that and say, Hey, do you feel like you are doing everything because you're taking on a role that you're not, you're trying to lead everything. And maybe you mm -hmm. need to step back from that and encourage your husband to do it instead. Um, but also I think about, you know, into Titus two, where we've talked about mm -hmm. that before, where there it says for the older women to teach the younger women to love their husbands. Mm -hmm. We actually have to teach each other that we need other women. We need older women to teach us to do that. And regardless of what stage um, you are at, you, the, you have an older woman you can look to and you have a younger woman you can teach. Mm -hmm. you. So yeah. I think like to just piggyback off what you were saying there, there is also a specific charge for women yes. in the yeah. for mm -hmm. that as well. Yeah. I was going to mention Titus too. So you beat me to it. <laughs> She's probably heard you mention it before. Perhaps. Or we've both probably read Elizabeth Elliot mention 
it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you, you <laughs> probably have to stay source material there. There's your Elizabeth Elliot, first of many, probably. Has to be. It's much longer to get to her name. I have to so. bring her up at least once. Yeah. <laughs> so should we move on, I think, to your mom? Oh. Alicia, we'll move on to your point. Well, let's see. Do we handle I your think... point? Do we do we get enough, squeeze enough out of your point, Dad? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. <laughs> It's a very yeah, good, uh, last words very right good now. no just do it i was sitting right. here the last few minutes thinking what was my point what was my point <laughs> <laughs> like, what was all my right point? well we better get to you before it leads you completely yeah. so felicia what yeah. is your one piece of marriage advice that you would like to give out well it, i'm assuming you know it, we're talking with a christian basis so i'm not going to mention you know god is a part and we need the word and we yeah. need to be involved in a church and we need prayer and all that stuff but my thing is that stuff <laughs> yeah all that well i just assume was a given i mean so, i think we've right. established a pretty good basis of that is where this podcast is coming from no, so no, i you've, i agree. you've covered a lot of that in your first yeah. podcast um, so. yes mine is that that um, we need to, to think the best of the other person. Now that could be your spouse in the con this context, spouse, but it could be your children. It could be your friends. It could be your boss that we need to think the best of a person uh, until we figure out what's going on. You know, not yep. assume that they're out to get me, not assume, well, he did that on purpose just to make me mad or I've, I've said that my, to myself before. <laughs> <laughs> that was a direct quote. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, and I he said did, that loud. By the way, he did. He did. Yeah. Do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to give people, just in general, and especially our spouse, the benefit of the doubt. Grace. And we need to think the best of them. Now, do you want our example? Well, yeah, I mean, I think you guys have a pretty good story. Well, it's like poorly on me, but this I is deserve it. This is very recent. Yeah. This is not yeah. a months ago. All right. Now, this is what we're going to do. It's a texting. Now, see, this is a this is a warning for people to show you how texting does. You're not it communicating. A, it leaves a trail. Yes. But you're not communicating. <laughs> you're not communicating like you think you are. Right. So yeah. we're going to read the brief. Actually, it was very right. brief. The very brief interchange, line for line, and then we're going to go back and we're going to fill in the blanks between the lines. Right. What happened before this got typed? Right. Did you guys practice this last we night? Did. No, 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 no. I just, I just knew. <laughs> she found the, she found the text thread. I, I know. It. She sent me the picture of it. Right. Yes. I feel like I'm going to have to bring in some music, like, <laughs> like theatrical music, to lead into our skit. Yeah. <laughs> So this was before I was the pastor, uh, but I was preaching at Midway. This was when we had two services. This was March of, or no, when was it? Can't read. Uh, August. August. It was last. So it was August of uh, twenty. Of twenty, uh, and I was getting ready to preach. It is eight minutes before the service. The first service. The first service, and I realized I forgot to bring my bottle of water. He had to go early. Because I, I usually get thirsty about the end of my sermon. And I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really need uh, my bottle of water, especially during the second sermon. Uh, and so I texted. And I was at home getting ready because I didn't have to be at church. She didn't have to be at the first service. Right. I was there. I said, please bring me a bottle of water when you come. I said, okay. And then the next one. Is there none in the Family Life Center? I said, I don't know. I said, ask someone to look. Smiley face emoji. Okay. Oh, he did use the emoji. He did send a smiley face. And then he says, never mind, I'll find some. <laughs> I'm at this point <laughs> realizing I'm not getting any water. Which I thought was kind of a weird response, but you know, anyway. But it is now, it's five minutes before the service starts. So now, so after his first one, please bring me a bottle of water when you come. I'm in the middle of getting dressed. I'm not dressed at all, no makeup. I think my hair is probably wet. And immediately when I presented a, with a problem, my brain goes into solution mode, solution, solution. So I'm thinking he needs it right away. Well, I'm in no 
condition. No condition to bring it right away. So I did right up out of the shower. <laughs> my, I did say, okay. And right. then and my brain is working. My brain is working. And then I knew that there was water over in the family life center. And I knew that deacons have been known to go get our pastor Peter water. Cause I've seen them go and get it. And this was during COVID. So right. the, um, uh, water fountain. Water fountain. Off. That's what's called the oh, water fountain. Was turned yes. off. And he didn't have a well, cup. Can't be hydrated go... during a pandemic. Right, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Well, he could, and he didn't have a cup to go get it out of the bathroom. There's so many problems. Here. So I guess. So I'm saying because I'm trying to figure how can I get the water to him as soon as possible. Oh, a deacon can go get it for him. They don't mind because I've seen him do it before. So that's why I said, is there none in the family life center? And he says. I don't know. And then I said, to ask someone to look. That's where my deacon. She's telling me to ask someone, which I'm thinking <laughs> I've already done that. I asked the person nearest and dearest to me. I'm confused what water. this message was about. But see, I'm thinking he needs it right away. And I don't want and him it, to have to wait for it. And at this point, the thought uh, that is inserted in my mind, I bet she would bring Pastor Peter a bottle of water. <laughs> Oh, boom. Yes, of course. But I'm not getting any water. Yes. So he answers with, never mind. I'll find some. Yeah. Because the <laughs> back in my court now yeah. to find my own water. So I thought, you know, that was kind of weird, but, you know, I'm continuing to get ready. So I get, I come upstairs. And this is actually a miracle that I actually remembered it was I've got not one, but not, but I got two bottles of water. I stuck them in one of those little freezer bags, thermos bags. And I, I hurried Very up, nicely getting, I hurried up getting ready and I got there and I saw the deacon on parking lot duty. I said, here, can you take this into Randall? Cause he really needs it. So he did. And, you know, I, so I just go on Sunday school, no problem. <laughs> no problem. And so we're going home we're on the way home. And this is a man that almost never gets angry with me ever and but in the car he was he was rather put out and I don't remember I don't remember well I spent the whole first service I mean we're singing worship songs and I'm like how come she won't bring me in water (laughs) all I asked for was a bottle of water and now it's this thing where I've got to go get the deacons to go get me a bottle of water you weren't saying you weren't saying that and I'm your help meet was not meeting you. Right. No. <laughs> I and I'm just like, I'm not getting any water. You weren't calmly. No, I'm not. I'm mad. I'm furious. If people were looking inside of me, they would have seen that, that I was boiling and trying to <laughs> preach, but without any water. So somehow on the way home, it's only a seven minute drive, right? right? So, it, so halfway in, he's like, I, I, somehow he communicated that he was upset with me for not bringing him the water. And I'm like, and that was the first that I knew because okay. I was like, I was doing everything that I could to get it there. And then I got upset because, because right now she's madder than I, am. because, <laughs> well, you just didn't think very, you did not think the best of me there. Did you? Why didn't you think, why didn't you think gotcha. that I had your best interest in heart and that I would not, that I would try to do whatever. And so, yeah, we had to work through that. I got in trouble for not getting my water. <laughs> but isn't it, I mean, it's a great example of how sometimes the smallest things when we're simply in yes. our own headspace, yes. thinking only of ourselves at any given moment, how easy, how easy it is to then assume that yes. Yeah. other people are not they're, they're just out to get us they're yeah. after us yeah yeah I, yeah i have other examples of that and especially in the especially in the marriage relationship like you're around each other so often especially those early years yes like you don't you don't necessarily mm-hmm. understand how the other person works yet and i think yeah. there's always more to to be learned in that front oh um, sure i was still learning about each other 500 some months in yeah right yeah um but like, I know for me, like it took me a, a long time to even, to even recognize in myself that I was like interpreting things that Amanda was doing as being anti-me yeah, or, or like purposeful or just not even considering me at all. And like, it just never even entered my mind that maybe her brain worked differently. 
Well, and I think we, you know, I think we had a moment several years back where we kind of came to the realization that a lot of it was, I was simply, I'm very task oriented. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much like, well, these are the things that need to get done. Mm-hmm. And I can see almost, it's like I have a list on one side of my eyes all the time and I'm just going through and I'm, a, and I'm accomplishing a task. I'm and, very and, task intolerant. And for me, if, <laughs> yes. Yes, if I'm accomplishing the task, but if I'm accomplishing the task to me, that's a service to you. Like yes. you don't have to do that. But what he was interpreting is she just makes everything go her way. And that's not really what I was attempting to do. I was just attempting to take the load in the house and do the things that I felt I needed to do and not, I didn't feel like I needed to ask for help with them or I was trying not to ask for help with them or or whatever. And it was just, there was an absolute miscommunication there. And I've also realized like from my side that when I'm doing a bunch of stuff and I look down and there he is, he's just sitting there he's checking his phone or something and I'm doing a million things that I have to not go, I have to do everything. He's just sitting there. And what I have to do is say, Hey, can you, you know, do this thing? Can you take the dog out? Can you fill the glasses? Can you, because he doesn't see a task list. He does not see my mental task list. And so if he doesn't see a task list, he doesn't know why he needs to do anything else than sit in a chair. When you leave, you write down your mental task list. I do, but that's what you (laughs) pages. Yeah, no, no, it works. You know, you've seen it. Yes. Right. (laughs) And that's that's the thing that we that we've had to work through too, is because because he would be like, um, I invited, you have done this before. I invited somebody over for uh, dinner Friday night, okay? Now to him, he sees somebody coming into the door, front door and having a great time, okay? Right. For me, immediately, it's like, List okay, stuff. here is has, what has to happen yes. in order for that, that thing to happen. Right. And yes. he, for a long time, I think he's much better now, didn't even realize, okay, what's got to happen? Well, I got to clean the house, got to scrub the toilets, got to, and I'm working full time, got to, got to figure, got a menu, got to figure a menu, got to shop for it, got to prep it, got to clean up after it, and even have to dust, that which is my thing I don't like to do. (laughs) For him, all he sees on the calendar, fun time, fun time and the the same thing to me shows up clarity ensues the end yeah it translates to x what abc all the way to z has to happen now i've relaxed a little bit on that because i'm not as i'm not a perfectionist anymore so the house doesn't have to be um perfect because it can't be but it yeah it does because you still want people to feel comfortable when they come in sure and i think people do feel comfortable yeah and see, he, he now has learned, okay, and he helps, like he'll help. We just made, we just uh, rearranged three rooms of furniture. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> for the company we had last yeah. week. And then, right. And we have a way of doing that. Yes. And he, and he'll clean. He has no problem cleaning or washing dishes or emptying the dishwasher, which it, I think because now he knows these things need to be done. And so, but yeah, we, that used to be a, a source of friction because he didn't, he didn't understand. And I felt put upon because he didn't understand. Right. Right. Live with your wife in an understanding way. (laughs) I think what we stumbled on though, is like, um, if you're in order to, in order to sort of think the best of the other person, Mm -hmm. it helps that, you know, that they're, that they're looking out for you too. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I know for us, like some of the best progress we've made in understanding each other has been persevering through like our, I think our three worst fights have been our three most productive Mm. discovery points of each other. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's like, so I think what our podcast is saying is fight. (laughs) Fight it out. But Don't struggle, fight. (laughs) um, But there's, there, there is, something to like communicating when you're upset mm-hmm. uh, 
and having a discussion around that so that you can discover and so the other person has the opportunity to say I wasn't doing that just to piss you off like right. this is why I was doing that. and then you're like oh well now I know that and that and I know for me that's so much it releases so much inter- internal turmoil for me towards Amanda just knowing she's not going about this but then also like if you if, if you can if you can fight in a productive manner right mm-hmm. yes um in, in a fair and productive manner um you can get through like we had recently we had a, a great one that we discovered <laughs> that like <laughs> um which is kind of funny what the topic of it was was oh face something tattoo. it was about face tattoos. It, was, it started off with face tattoos another con- even care or conversation want. about face tattoos but it, we got to, it launched into something we else. just got to we got into to a point where Amanda realized that she was interpreting things that I was doing in a way that I wasn't, mm-hmm. yeah. wasn't anywhere close to reality. Um, and so, but we got there and it was, this was like drop, like, this was like Mighty Ducks. Duke style, it out. Like, <laughs> but, but I do think stick. that that's important. You know, um, I think that's some of the advice in don't let the sun go down on your wrath is, um, if we separate in those moments, and I think some people feel like they, that's their personality and they need to go cool down or something. And, mm-hmm. and there could be some situations where that is actually a valid thing to do. But I think um, for the most part, if you are in a fight, you need to stay in that like moment of engaging um, and until you get somewhere because if you separate and you just go your separate ways still angry having solved nothing you're just gonna solidify against each other like you're gonna solidify in inside of your own um, how right you are and all of your thoughts inside of your head if you walk away from that moment and I, I I feel like that's what the biblical directive is kind of leaning on is um, don't let time pass mm-hmm. where you still, not that you literally cannot sleep or necessary, but like, don't let the time pass, get it taken care of and come to a the resolution desire to both come to a resolution in this moment where you do not walk away from this point. Um, it's still in your wrath because you will solidify in it. You're not yeah. going to walk away and soften against that person inside of your own head very often. And if you believe, again, that the other person is all about your best interests, then it's a safe fight that you're having. Right. Having a safe fight because you know where it's going to lead is that we will work this out. Yes. Because we believe in each other and we sacrifice for each other and we will work this out. So it's worth going toe to toe because we'll learn something in the process. Exactly. Well, and, so th- and there's another side of that that coin too, that if, if you are going to try to be intentional to see the best in someone else, mm-hmm. you should also at the same time, be intentional in being that best. Like, like, right. like try to give your try, best, try to give a benefit of the doubt to the other person that they're not doing things just to spite you. Mm-hmm. Then don't do things just to spite them. Right. Like have that be true of yourself that, that when when the other one gets upset with you that the, the answer isn't well yeah i was just you know i was trying to get you yeah like that that's like there's two sides of that um, and i think both are both are just as important because yeah. if you're running around looking out for only yourself and trying to dig at your spouse all the time it is going to be very very hard for them to think the best of you right because right. the example right. that that's what you're giving isn't there so you can't expect someone to think the best of you if you're not even attempting to give your best. And m- many of us aren't, or at least we're not all the time. So right. first evaluate it. Were you giving your best yeah. there? And it's important to call out mom when you, you said the, the think the, you know, think the best of them until you find out what's going on. Like mm-hmm. some, like so, sometimes your spouse is in the wrong, like yeah, they are. And, yeah. and oftentimes they, they're not like they are out to get you like they are like in the wrong so it's not yeah yeah. Yeah. so it's not like just like oh brush stuff under the rug it's just kind of start from a perspective of not always it's their fault and not mine yeah it just kind of goes with the general um general advice of don't don't be offended and we talked about this a little bit in our podcast 
podcasts, the two that we did on um, first Corinthians 13 mm-hmm. we talked about a little bit about, you know, don't, don't be offended and don't always, if there's this prideful sin, when you get offended on what someone else is doing, it's because the root of that is that you think you deserve better. So a lot of the time when we are, you know, when we're, we find ourselves in that spot where we're like, they're out to get me or they're doing this, or I'm upset, you're, you're offended. And it's because you think you deserve better. And Hey, Natasha, Thanks for joining the conversation. Um, Speaking about but, someone who does deserves better. Exactly. She says, take me out. Um, but I think just the point being that if we are thinking of ourselves less, all of this becomes easier. It, by thinking just of yourself less, all exercises of love, true love, God's love become easier when you're not caught up on yourself. I'm just, I'm just thinking of, and I think maybe it's more of a problem with women. I don't know. But, you know, what if your friend passes you in the hall and doesn't speak to you? Then your mind jumps to, well, she yeah. didn't speak to me. Well, what have I done? And did she it mad at me? Yeah. She mad at me. When maybe she just had a bad day. Maybe she didn't even see you. There her mind was somewhere else altogether. Right. Maybe she's, maybe her marriage is falling apart. I mean, there are so many yeah, maybe you need to be worried well, about her, not yourself. Yeah, yeah, there are so many other reasons that it could be. And, and also, you didn't, say hi to, you didn't say hi to her either. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, and that's the thing. See, nobody ever thinks about that. But Yeah, like, uh, you didn't call me. Well, the phone works two ways. <laughs> yeah, it does, it does. But some people are needier than others. I so Yeah, anyway. absolutely. But we, we our go-to is we jump to conclusions. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what I would say is, you know, you don't really know that. So why don't you go talk to her? You need to, you know, and when you hear something about somebody, is that true? Where did you get that information? Well, let's go check it with her. Let's go see if that's true. I know, okay. I know this lady. I don't, that doesn't sound like her at all. Yeah. So maybe we should go and, and you help your friends do that. You, you kind of call your friends on that. Well, how do you know that your husband is doing that on purpose. Yeah. And that's another thing. Yeah. That's another thing we talked about in the first Corinthians 13 of, um, love thinks no evil. Right. And I think that, you know, that's what that is. It's you, you hear something and you're not going to believe it unless the facts bear out Yes, and you have to kind of test it and find out like that just because something is salacious and interesting doesn't make it worth talking about. Um, and even if it is true, chances are you don't need to be discussing it a lot of the time, but but just that you're not going to jump on something and assume it's true just because somebody said it. You have to see yes. if the facts bear out and if they they if they are true, then you you can believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna need to talk about it. That's gonna be your role still, but but that you just wait to see what's actually truth mm-hmm. before you jump on a side. Yeah, and the yeah, gossip and gossip is a sin. Yes. But I remember reading a long time ago how uh, one lady took care of that. Like whenever she'd have a friend who wanted to, to to share this juicy thing, she would say, oh, you know, we should stop and pray for that for her right now. Yeah. For the, you know, the party that was the, that was the topic of the conversation. We should stop and pray for her right now. Well, she found, wind out of the sales of everything. Yeah, she found very quickly that people yeah. stopped bringing gossip to her. Yeah. Because, because yeah. you know, but that's not gonna play that game. You know, we prayer is important and I think we need to use it more than we do. But um, but yeah, we need to give people the benefit of the doubt until we till we check it out ourselves. So that's, that's your points. point. So again, dad, if you're talking to married people, your one point of advice was find something to do that you both enjoy and do it regularly. At least 500 months. For at least right. 500 months and then call me. <laughs> and mom, your uh, nugget of wisdom for all Think American the folks. Of the other person. Think of the best of the other person. Two nuggets of wisdom for sure. Fantastic wisdom. And I think... Um... I think that will like that. So here's marriage, right? I think we'll have to have you guys back on and do a parenting one. 
Yeah, you guys didn't get to very much about me, so. That's true. That'll be more, that's a whole topic yeah, unto itself. We didn't, yeah. Right. So we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a podcast where you just get to talk about me. Though. We'll do another podcast where we talk about parenting stuff. How about we'll thanks, bring them back? Thank you so for much. for joining us. Uh, we enjoyed it. Hopefully you did You're too. Welcome. Yes. Um, it's been a blast. Very much so. Everyone that listens to it enjoys it as well. Yes. Uh, and so if you guys start your own podcast, keep us in mind. Yeah. We'll be glad. glad you just call it, we're tagged. <laughs> <laughs> just tagged. You'll be our first guest <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. You're welcome. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks again to my parents, Randall and Felicia Wood, for joining us on this, the sixth episode of Rings to Tags. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did, and we will look forward to uh, seeing you guys next time around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you so much to Isaac's parents. We absolutely loved doing that with them. We'll definitely have them on again to maybe talk about you a little bit more next time. Yeah, that will be great. I'm sure they have. I know that's what you wanted. Good stories. So... Again, we are on we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. You can like us, you can communicate with us. We're on all the podcasts. Follow platforms. us, subscribe. Subscribe, comment, whatever. All the things. Thumbs up. Do them. Do it. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye.